I remember a bumper sticker years ago that said, Jesus is coming, look busy. Does anybody else remember that bumper sticker? Well, if that's what I need to do, I've got that down pat. As I think many of you, if not all of you, do too. In fact, looking busy, I wouldn't even have to pretend. It's, it's a given. It comes with my day. This language of anticipating the Messiah is what the season is about, the season of Advent. Christ coming again into this world, bringing about the kingdom of God, establishing it, redeeming all of creation, liberating those in bondage and in prison, healing and restoring whatever is broken. This is the kingdom promised by the Messiah. Now, all three Abrahamic faiths believe that the Messiah will come and establish his God's new kingdom on earth. The Abrahamic faiths are Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. All three believe that the Messiah will come and establish God's kingdom on earth. As Christians, when we talk about it, we say, yes, the Messiah will come again. For in our faith tradition, we believe that God did the unthinkable, almost scandalous, in some cases feel scandalous, action of breaking the divide between eternity and mortality, the infiniteness of time and the limits of time, breaking that boundary and coming into the established creation. Making God's self known to creation in Jesus Christ. We saw that demonstrated time and again as it's reflected in our scriptures and passed down to us. Jesus started to bring about God's kingdom, healing those that were sick and broken, liberating those that were imprisoned, giving us an insight into what the kingdom of God might be like. That is what we have been handed down in our faith tradition. And lo, I would imagine that many of you, if not all of you, have seen that demonstrated somehow in your own life, witnessed it or heard about it in such a way that you carry on this story and this anticipation of the Messiah coming again. Now, when I think about the first coming in the person of Jesus, I notice in those stories that a lot of people didn't notice. A lot of people didn't notice. And I think to myself, which one would I be in the mixture of all of those people? Odds are I would be among those that didn't notice. Those are just the odds. There were so few that did notice and so many that didn't that the odds are I would be in that group that didn't notice. And it makes me wonder to myself, what would make me notice this time? If Christ were to come again, if the Messiah were to descend and to bring about God's new kingdom on earth, liberating and redeeming all of creation, would I notice? The scripture readings today say, well, probably, because it will be drastic as in the days of Noah, it's hard for us to imagine any other way. And again, all three Abrahamic faiths think of it in such a stark reality. People will be going about their daily activities. It seems, though, that looking busy is not the clue to being captured into the new creation, at least the first wave of God's redeeming love. Looking busy doesn't get you there. Because as we see in our gospel lesson today, 
people were busy with the activities of life, marrying and giving in marriage, eating and drinking. They were out in the field doing their work. They were in the courtyard doing their work. People were busy with the activities of their lives. So what is it about those that noticed? What is it about them that trained them to be aware that God is coming to bring about God's new kingdom? I think the fundamental thing for each of us is to be people of prayer, to be practiced in daily times of prayer, so that we learn to be attentive and aware of God's work in the world, how it is that God is bringing about a new reality. For we all want it. We know what it is to want this new established kingdom. Even in the last few weeks, of conversations around political matters have happened, and even some been avoided. It's been because we've wanted a new reality. We want a new kingdom. On Friday, several people, well, close to 100 at least at one point, gathered together at Ballard Park just to show solidarity in our humanity and our desire to not have anything that divides us and that belittles or abuses another. This action was in response to the anti-Semitic graffiti that was spray-painted or painted on Ballard Park um, a little over a week ago. So you see, we want it. As people, we want a new way. We can imagine a new way. And so we wonder, what do I do with my imagination? Coming to God in prayer with that very imagination gives us the discipline of sitting with God and discovering what it is that God has to reveal to us. Fifteen years ago or so, I decided to get a real haircut. By that I mean a haircut that was a little more elaborate than just a straight line across the bottom, because that had been pretty much my haircut for a very long time. So I found out who might be able to cut my hair, and I went and sat with her, and I told her, you know, I'm looking for a new haircut. And she said, well, tell me, tell me what you have in mind, what kind of things you're thinking about. And I said, you know, I don't really care. I just want it to look good, but I don't want to have to do anything. And she dropped her hands and looked at me in the mirror and said, anyone's hair that looks good is because they did something. This was an epiphany to me. I had never thought of that. Literally, I had never thought of that. That you have to put some product in it, or you have to use a hairdryer maybe a little bit, or you have to brush it, or at least even be on a schedule of getting your hair cut. Never, never had I thought of any of that. In order to have what we want, we have to give ourselves to the practices that bring it about. And prayer is such a practice to discovering the kingdom that God is bringing about through our actions, we must take time to sit and hear what God is revealing to us, to see with our inner being, not just our eyes, but to discover what God is doing in this world to bring God's reconciling love to bear, to fruit, to fruition. It seems easy, and yet it seems hard, because we all have our list of things to do for the day, and many of us have it timed out, almost to the minute in various places. But I urge you and encourage you that to practice submitting to God's time for 10, 15, maybe even 20 minutes in a day will reorient things for you. And you will begin to see what God is up to in your very day and how it is that you can participate in what God is up to. 
A few years ago, my sisters and I were talking about our family cake recipe. We have a family cake recipe. It's made from scratch. Like, you get the basic ingredients out, and it actually matters how much of things you put in there. You need measuring cups and things. And we were all embarking on making this recipe for the first time, and we're commiserating in our success, or with one sister, failure at the cake. You see, one part of making the cake is you have to boil, I mean, you have to uh, melt the baking chocolate and the butter together. I use a double boiler to melt my baking chocolate and butter. My other sister used the microwave. And my other sister tried it with um, just putting it in the stove on a burner, you know, in a little pot. And her cake didn't work. The butter and chocolate started to cook. Well, she was a little discouraged, and my one sister said to her, wanting to encourage her, well, you know what, I'm sure, though, that would work. And my sister with the failed cake says, no, it doesn't. We have to remember that even though we wish there might be another way, sometimes there is not another way. God shows us how to be a part of God's way in coming together for time of prayer, both collectively, weekly, but then also in our daily routine. That's the way. Aligning ourselves with God so that we can see what God's up to in the world and what God is inviting us into in our daily routine. The practice of submitting our time to God's time prepares us for when God does something big in our midst and we have to submit ourselves again, our agenda or our plans, to what God is unfolding in front of us. We have to take our place as the little people that we are in all time and space. We have to take our place in the infinite work that God is is doing in the world. I wish it would be more simple but I think God has made it as simple as it could possibly be. It only requires that we receive the invitation, that we prioritize it in our day, that we make some time to settle into God's time, to orient ourselves to God's orientation, to see what God is doing in the world. Through this simple daily practice, we will begin to discover that God is bringing about God's new kingdom and has invited us to be a part of that so that when His coming again happens. We're a part of that too. Amen.